Hello, angels. I missed you so much last week, but I really needed a break. And it was Thanksgiving week, so I hope that you had a nice little mellow holiday if you celebrated. And I'm happy that we're back, though. So today I decided that I was going to talk about something kind of wacky. But it was just something that I, let's be honest, I saw a TikTok. That was the initial inspiration. Um, and then I went into just a deep dive of some research and thought I would mix this episode up a little bit. This one's kind of for my mamas or people who are parents or people that are trying to conceive or thinking about conceiving or would like to be a parent in the future. Also, it's an episode for everyone, of course, but this one is going to be about personality in utero. And when do you become the first version of you, the core you, when does personality develop, and even ways to predict your baby's personality. So yeah, this is going to be a cool episode, and I'm grateful that you guys are here. And as always, please DM me at the many versions of you or Principessa Pouty with any ideas that you have for episodes with any feedback, tag me so I can repost you. Anything that you want to send my way, any feedback, I would be grateful. So let's get into today's chat. So the original TikTok that I saw that sparked it all was a post by Dr. Kristen Summer, and she does a little series called 60 Second Scientist. So this was episode six with Hope Keen. The question she asked is, what is one thing you want the world to know about kids? And her response is that babies and children tend to have a pretty innate temperament. You can see some signs of the markers of personality in utero. I find this fascinating as someone who's really into personality and what makes you you as well as a person who was pregnant and who is a mom on so many different levels the idea of being able to get to know your baby before they're even born I think is really special and cool and it's sort of like a nature versus nurture conversation and definitely discussing some prenatal psychology and cognitive development sort of theories this episode. But I think it's cool to remember that a fetus is housed within another individual. So your personality as the mother or the birthing person you would think would 
obviously have some sort of an effect on your baby, right? Your temperaments, your moods. Especially something that I find really cool to dive into would be listening to music in utero. The human brain is both wired with innate music abilities and shaped by music experience, which does start in utero. So while playing classical music might not make your baby a genius, it could be a calming factor for both the mother and the child, and that stimulates prenatal learning as well as cognitive development. I found out that babies can be born with accents, which is super cool and I think sort of related to personality in a weird way. Depending on what the baby's been hearing in the womb, a French baby's cry could sound differently than an American baby's cry. I find that really cool. Marcy Axness, who has a PhD in early development, found several connections between experiences in utero and certain compulsions, repetitive behaviors, fears, and fascinations later in life. That reminds me of a line in the book that I'm reading, Still Big Magic, which I referenced in Cultivating Your Creativity, I think two episodes ago. But the line is, all of us humans were equipped with the same basic fear package when we were being knitted in our mother's wombs. Another line I found from an article says the air a woman breathes and even the emotion she feels combine to shape what a fetus is learning in utero. I find that really poetic and of course not just a woman, a birthing person, I will clarify. There are some set traits people seem to be born with embedded in them. The first trace of personality in a child can usually be gleaned around four months into life. This is when babies are typically starting to develop a sense of self, which is really cool to think about. But I also saw that so much of a child's personality is determined by a parent's response to their personality. And if you're a fellow mom or a parent like me, that is such a powerful statement to think about that we're having a direct effect on our children's personality and in a way the future versions of them. So really wild and layered thinking there. And it does really put into perspective the responsibility that you are given as a caregiver, as a parent, to nurture your child's interests and temperament and all the different complex parts that make up your child's sense of self. So there's a cool little bit of research that I looked into about predicting your baby's personality and in terms of fetal movements 
kicks, things like that. So more fetal movements might mean that a baby will cry more and a baby is more likely to be more active, unadaptable, or unpredictable. So it's sort of like saying if your baby is rowdy in the room, they're going to be sort of born rowdy. Babies that move more in pregnancy might be less easily frustrated at one year and more independent at two years. Connection between fetal movement and child behavior. The increased fetal movement is linked to more active post-birth behavior in boys, and girls were more restless in the womb are actually less active when born. Both genders were more likely to be easily frustrated as infants if they were active before birth. So sort of just if the baby is showing signs of a big personality in utero, that's something that you can expect will be a parent when they're a toddler, which is really cool to think about. Israeli researcher Shimon Degani studied sets of twins from pregnancy to infancy. Each twin who was more active in utero tended to be irritable and non-adaptive at both three and six months according to their mother's observations. So obviously what we are doing as the birthing people, birthing person, the mother is going to have some effect on the fetal movements. So it can be argued that there is a chance that your baby's personality is shaded by your activities and your emotions when you're pregnant. Prenatal psychology researchers have found environmental factors such as talking, singing, or eating a diverse diet may impact how babies come out of the womb. Defined as a combination of temperament habits, responses, and ways of thinking, personality is a complex and evolving thing, obviously. That's the whole through line of my podcast. So whether a kid is introverted or extroverted or a mix of both could already be predetermined by the combination of genes passed down from both the mother and the father. But whether a baby is calm, happy-go-lucky, or even a good eater could be influenced by things that the mother does throughout her pregnancy. As babies start developing their senses before ever entering the outside world. And in my research, it seems like not only are they developing their senses, they're developing what makes them them, that first version of themselves, which is really trippy to think about, you know? When I was pregnant, podcasts were such a huge resource for me, and specifically this one podcast from this woman, Kate Cattle. She's an Australian mama. And the podcast is called The Awakened Pregnancy Podcast. 
she has so many amazing episodes if you're pregnant or like I said if you're trying to conceive or if you're just interested in pregnancy she's got a ton of episodes and the one that I'm going to start referring to is episode 31 how to up level your energetic capacity to hold space for pregnancy and motherhood but she has so many other good episodes one of them is about how to build your worthiness through conception and motherhood. There's one about nurturing your emotional wellness through the transition into motherhood. How to have a positive pregnancy and birth. So, so many cool interviews. So much amazing content there. She was really a lifesaver for me. But what I'm trying to find is this connection between what she was saying in that episode which is that when you are pregnant you are holding space in pregnancy for a human being to grow and thrive 24 7 which is a massive requirement for our energy the energy can be visualized as centralized around your uterus slash reproductive space of your body this is the energy center of your body and your whole family our family has grown, it is born, and it is held by that space in your body. Realize that your self-care routine replenishes your cup slash your uterus. We have been conditioned to a masculine-dominated culture to not recognize the true magical space that pregnancy is really providing for this little baby and there's so much power in that space and if you are trying to be intentional about nurturing and allowing your future you know child to bloom then there are things that you can do while you're pregnant to sort of help your baby's future self, the future version of them. A lot of it is about boundary work and a lot of it is about being in energetic alignment, working out what that feels like for you, when you are aligned with your truth, you can expect to feel flowing, grounded, calm, centered, on track. It's the feeling of coming home, quite a content sensation. Your energetic alignment is your personal blueprint to a fulfilling life. When we live with that as a priority, it begins to shift the world around us. It looks differently because we can find ease, whether it's because we're doing more of what we love or less of what we don't. Either way, it's a shift on a mindset level. And we always have the power to make that shift. So just even being aware of how much power and magic you hold as the pregnant person for your baby's future self just being aware of it is important if you are pregnant you need to hold space for others your container and your energy center of your household has increased in its 
requirements. And until you can increase your energetic container for the space that you need to hold for your humans, then you will forever be depleting the cup at a faster rate than you can replenish it. So how do you increase your ability to hold space? You do more of what makes you feel good and less of what doesn't. And that's not only important when you're pregnant, but that's important always, obviously. You need to flood in more of the things that make you feel good. Those are the keys that will give you access to energetic alignment. You're not going to feel energetically aligned if all day you do things that you don't want to do. It's going to come when you are doing more of what is fulfilling to you. So things that that can be, these are, I think, her suggestions, I believe. I wrote this so long ago in my little notebook, but I think, I don't know, I just felt like this weird urge to channel this all into one episode today. Here's things that she does to fulfill her. She wakes up early, she meditates, she journals, she does tarot, she reads a book, she makes a cup of tea, she has a stretch, walks outside, explores in nature, spends time alone, having the sunshine on her skin, eating a really beautiful meal, connecting with friends, soul work, aka creative work, creativity. The things that don't serve you just naturally will fall away. And that is true in pregnancy and parenthood. I've definitely experienced that. You add in more of what makes you feel good and naturally your priorities will start to shift. And something else you need to do is continually work on increasing your vibration. So especially important when you're pregnant, but also always important, things that will help this are meditation or a mindfulness practice, clearing out old stories, old pains, old patterns, things that you are holding on into the past. So inhabiting old past versions of you that are no longer serving you or the future you, getting away from that, and being committed to being a lifelong learner. If you want to improve your energy, you need to raise your vibration by clearing out what doesn't serve you and doing more of what makes you feel authentically good, whole, nourished. The commitment to continuing to learn about what lights you up is what will continue to keep your vibration raising, your energetic capacity opening, and your ability to hold more possible. If your container is full right now, there's no more room for anything else to come in. So how are you going to connect with your baby's fetal movements and start connecting with this baby's personality if you're not in energetic alignment? You're so distracted that you're not aware of what you need to be doing more or less of. It's just not going to work. So if you have any interest in predicting your baby's future personality, the number one way to do that is to sort of really stay aware and mindful in your pregnancy and really be filling your cup with things that are making you feel like the best version of you. 
So I think that's going to be a wrap on today's ep. I know it was a little sciencey and specific, but I found any pregnancy-related content super useful when I was pregnant. So hopefully this will be useful to someone out there. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Sorry that you can hear stuff in the background. I'm going to invest in some nicer audio equipment. I'm going to get myself an interface. I have some really beautiful microphones and cables. I really just need like one or two things to make a really legit studio in here in my room. But my daughter's downstairs screaming and having fun with my husband and her uncle. They're cooking dinner, maybe eggplant parm. So this version of me is signing off. I love you guys so much. I really appreciate everyone who reaches out and says that they are digging the podcast. It really means so much to me. And if you could rate, review, subscribe, send this episode to a pregnant friend that you have or someone who is trying to conceive that you think will get anything out of it, that would be amazing. I love you. Ciao.